All right, everyone, welcome for uh, another episode of Rabbit Holes uh, here at Lude Presents. I uh, appreciate you stopping by. Uh, those of you that are new, again, this is just kind of that uh, hour car ride with someone you don't know, and you learn a little bit more about them, and hopefully you have a good time doing it. Um, so tonight we're going to do that again. You know, again, we're going to be in the uh, comic industry. Uh, we're going to talk to a publisher tonight. Um, I've got Kyler from Foreign Press Comics coming on to join us here. Uh, you know, let's give him a, let's give him a hello here. Welcome Kyler. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Yep. Very welcome. So tell, tell me in the uh, audience, whoever's listening, tell us about foreign press comics. What is that? What do you do? Um, foreign press comics. We are a independent comic publisher based in Oklahoma that, um, our goal is just to, you know, make great comics and to more importantly than that it's to build a community and to educate the current comics community and to make sure you know that we are helping people that want to get in that or that even if people who are already in and have questions or want to learn new things that's kind of our whole goal is just to to get people involved and to help people learn and to help foster that sense of community and those um values that we want to embody as a company yeah, that's that's really really cool. Interesting. How long have you been in the industry for you to take on something like that? Um, well, I've been in it for. I think I started in twenty sixteen, like or I think twenty sixteen, so about six years. Okay. I think um, that well, that's how long I've been. You know, making com. I've wanted to make comics a while. I've always been writing. You know, little things, but writing and drawing. And then in college, um, in about 2016, I just decided to start making my own. Yeah. And originally foreign press was the, the name that I just came up with or that one of my friends helped me come up with for my personal brand. You know, I just need like a website name or something like that. And I, I always knew I wanted to have a, a publish to build a publisher, but, um, it wasn't until probably about, um, I think I could probably say really in 2020 that I really started to, take steps to develop it into an actual publisher where I wasn't just self-publishing my own work. I was actually, you know, taking, bringing in other creators and trying to make um, projects um, through that. So just curious, like how, how did it start? Were you an artist first? Like you like to draw? Is that um, I, I like to, to write. I've always liked to draw and I like to write ever since I was in elementary school and in elementary school, I always wanted to be a writer. Yeah. And then sometime in college or not in college, sometime in probably middle school or something, when I first started to get into comics, I, um, I really started to like drawing. And so I started, I was drawing a lot more, drawing a lot more. And then even up till probably sometime in college, I never really considered a wanting to be an artist because right. I always just thought, you know, my art's not that quality. Um, I would, I and I I teach elementary school, so the way someone else phrased it recently that I talked to in, on my own podcast, uh, they said their art is impressive, is good enough that it can impress fourth graders, which is about <laughs> where mine is. Yeah, but I kind of just hit a point where I was like, you know what? There are plenty of creators, plenty of artists whose work I love that other people don't, and plenty of people's work, artists whose work I hate 
but other people are all about them. And so I kind of just, that, that was kind of my realization that everybody kind of has their thing. And so I was just like, forget it. I'm going to make my comics. And if someone likes it, great. If someone doesn't, oh, well, I'm still making what I want to make. No, I love that approach. That's, I mean, you can't do it any better way than that. And I mean, you were smart enough to just go about yeah. it that way. But I guess um, one of the questions I asked, uh, you know, one of our last guests about comics was, so you you basically said you did the entire process on your first one yourself, right? Uh, yeah, the first few I did were just like, my goal was I wanted to t make a whole superhero universe. And I knew a lot of people in indie comics make that mistake of, oh, I'm going to build a whole, I'm going to build my own Marvel. And then yeah. they start by like drafting this big narrative and each one in like, like a 50 issue thing that, you know, they can't afford to make. They don't know how to make. They're not good enough to make. Um, and so I was like, I'm not going to make that mistake. So instead I was going to tell like short seven page stories, seven or eight page stories about different characters and kind of build the whole thing. And so my now, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say that I, the first ones I just, I wrote, drew, lettered, and I colored some of them all by myself. And then, but the first books I actually published that I self-published, I did everything except color them because I'm okay. not a good color. I'm a little, little color blindish. So I just kind of was just, I'm not going to hey. do that part. I outsourced that. But yeah, everything else I did on my own. I, I have that also. And it's, I don't think it's that bad, but from what everybody else yeah. tells me, it's pretty bad, you know? Yeah, yes. Yeah, um, with the, uh, like, with the artwork illustration, though, I guess, like, is that all, uh, like, electronic now? Do you do it on, like, tablets and things? Yeah, originally, I did everything by hand because I had um, just... I didn't have a tablet, didn't have anything. I had a little drawing tablet I used for a little bit. I didn't really like yeah. it too much. Um, but, and so I had to scan everything. And recently I scanned what I hope is some of the last art. That's not true. Um, I still have some stuff that I'm still scanning. Like one, I'm doing all manual, like I'm just lettering it by hand and everything. Um, mm -hmm. And that's kind of a pet project for myself more than anything. But for the most part now, the last book I did, Valkyrian, and one of the next ones I'm about to put out, is also it's all done digital because um i recently came into an ipad um okay. and so i downloaded procreate an ipad and an apple pencil and so i downloaded procreate and so i've been trying to use that and that's been i think something i don't want to go back with because yeah. even now i'll catch myself drawing on paper like i was today i was just doodling at work uh, on my plan time and i was just like i caught myself trying to zoom in and like try to turn the page and like i you know obviously that doesn't work on paper <laughs> And right. so I, I, I just catch myself doing those movements or like trying to like double tap to undo and stuff like that, that like obviously doesn't work, but yeah, um, yeah. so now you're spoiled. You're spoiled. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like how many at foreign press comics, like how many people do you work with? Like you've got to have a huge, like it, cause you do it all virtually, right? Yes. Well, I mean, to be honest, foreign press comics is pretty, is mostly just me. Okay. Um, and that's kind of, you know, relatively the norm, and obviously on other projects, because for the most part, up until, like I said, up until about 2020, um, foreign press was all just my stuff. It wasn't really a publisher. It was just my, just the name I put to my stuff. Yeah. And right. so it was just me, me making things. And then in 2020, I'd put together an anthology and then for the for COVID, I was like, oh, this won't last very long. Let's do something positive. Let's um, we donated all the proceeds to feed the children. 
and our or save the children. I don't remember which one. Anyway, um, we, yeah, we, one of those. We donated all the proceeds, and then we recently did another anthology. And next year we have our first comic coming out from another um, from a whole different creative team that I'm not involved with. But on other projects we have, you know, um, there's one that I felt like I needed an outside voice on. Um, for another artist. Actually, that's not true. We have another artist who has a book called Sleep Sister Sleep. But um, anyway, for that, we had to, I wanted to outsource the um, editing because I was like, I want an editor on this. And then for another thing we have coming in a couple of years, I knew I wanted a co-editor and I had someone who I thought would be perfect for the job. I offered it to yeah. him. He was, he took it. Sounds like and there's definitely moving pieces. Yeah. And it, but it's, I mean, for the most part, it's just me. It's just kind of a, a case by case basis of, okay, this project needs, I'm going to need someone else for this. Like the anthology we just finished, I knew I needed a co-editor for that because of the, just the format of the book. And so yeah. I was like, okay, I asked my friend Derek. I was like, hey, will you co-edit this with me? I knew he had experience editing. He was a good writer. And so I brought him on. And so it's kind of just a case-by-case -case thing, you know. But for the most part, it's just me. And, you know, I have a couple people, a couple friends in the comics community and otherwise that I'll ask for advice, you know. Just like, hey, what do you think about this decision? But in, in the industry, I guess, like what – what makes a successful comic? So like, for example, if one of the books you print at foreign press comics, like once it gets picked up by a distributor or like what, what's like something like a major landmark in your um, That's kind of debatable, honestly, um, because I was having this conversation on a podcast I just recorded um, last week, but mm -hmm. there's kind of a stigma right now that, um, you know, if you don't have a comic in print, it's not real, which, I don't, I understand that because I kind of feel that myself, but I don't think it's 100% true. But I think having your comic in print is a big landmark. And then having a, um, having one or preferably multiple successful crowdfunding campaigns like Kickstarter, that's another landmark. Okay. Um, and then I think the biggest one would be to get nationwide or international distribution through yeah. a distributor like diamond or something like that, that would be kind of the big, um, the big thing. Personally, I don't know that. I don't know that that's necessarily the end all be all just because of the way the industry is changing and, you know, the economy and everything is changing, you know, right. it's kind of seeming like direct to consumer through like crowdfunding and things like that is kind of the best way to, to do that. What, but, about the, uh, what about like the conventions and the going around? Do you do any of that? I, I, this past year, tw summer 2020, I did that for the first time. I went to my first convention, first two conventions. And okay. um, one of those was better than another, but that's just because it wasn't as comic focused. One of them wasn't as comic focused. It was kind of more just general fandomness, yeah. you know? And yeah. so um, that, conventions are great they're especially great for getting your name out because at the second one i went to i had people they were like oh do i know you and i was like yeah you might have seen me at sooner con they're like oh yeah i remember you i remember we bought your book and they're like okay can i buy the other one yeah but i will say that unless you go to like in my limited experience unless you go to a really big convention um it can be hard to you know to break even on it because yeah, you know, like you have to pay for a table at a convention. Like you have to pay probably a hundred to two hundred dollars to sit at travel, a table all day, you know, plus whatever. travel, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and then you got, and then I'm selling a book for five dollars a piece. So I'd have to sell, you know, twenty five books. Which and, yeah, I mean, well, not that many people that are going to talk yeah. to you. 
exactly. And, you know, not everyone there is actually a comic reader. A lot of those people are just, you know, like kind of like I said, just general fans, which isn't a problem, but, you know, they're not all there to read comics. And so, I, that, like I said, that also is coming from someone who is just at a, two very small local conventions. Right. I haven't been to anything like that has kind of nationwide recognition or anything. Because there's several comic conventions that, you know, like Baltimore Comic Con is kind of a, a big one. Um, uh, not counting like San Diego or New York, but there's a, several that are, you know, more comics focused that are still pretty big. That yeah, so um, it might not be a profit maker year round, but maybe there's a yeah, few yeah. you could try. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. But it's definitely something I want to continue. Okay, cool. Well, I'm happy to hear that. I mean, that's all good news. Um, give the uh, give your give your stuff like a, a shout out. Give them like where you can find yourself and your your platforms and things like that for anyone listening. And then we'll just keep going. Okay. Um, you know, you can find us. The most active place I am is on Twitter at F Press Comics, um, and my personal Twitter is on there as well. But I don't really care about that. Um, I also am also on Instagram at Foreign Press Comics. But um, the best place is to go to foreignpresscomics.com. Uh, where you can find all of our books um, to, which are available for purchase both in print and in digital. Um, most of them are available in print. Um, they're not all just because some of them we're not there yet. We're not ready to put them in print or some of them we're just not going to. Like the first anthology I did, I'm not going to put that in print yeah, now. It's but just not it's, it, but that you can buy three of our books. You can buy two. You can pre-order another one that um, – We'll hopefully get back from the printer in a couple weeks. But yeah, foreignpresscomics.com. You can go on there, find all of our stuff, find my podcast. Um, yeah, everything should be should be on there. So Okay. Well, we'll I will say it's a, it's a good website, too, because I was on there a little bit ago, you know, looking at it, mm -hmm. researching for things we can talk about. I appreciate um, it. And I actually found a, a, a nice little topic we can talk about. So okay. I was in the, uh, you know, I was talking to community and I asked them some questions and, and I'm, you're the perfect person to talk to. Um, so one of them brought up, uh, what was the phrase they used? Spec work. So like my question was, like we'd talked about things here, like stories and things like that. And like if I wanted to have like a picture for a story, for example, like a, we talked about like a giant sloth. None of us are artists. So I thought like maybe a way to do that would be to ask like community to see if they wanted to be involved to have like a contest. Like mm -hmm. you know, artists draw like a sloth and send it in and then we'll have like a vote bracket for slots mm -hmm. um you know i wouldn't be able to offer any money for it though because i'm just getting started too so i was going to say like what what's a good way to go about things like that would it be like to offer like a gift card for the winner or like how would i get buy-in for you know artists and comic community members to yeah. do contests like that um i mean it, i don't it's a hard topic because um you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, you can't pay for an artist until you've made some money, but you can't make some money until you get an artist. You can't get an artist until you pay an artist. And it's yeah. kind of a cyclical thing. And so, um, you know, usually, um, like, in comics, like, what I've done is um, on the last anthology, unfortunately, we didn't, um, weren't able to pay the creators involved, but the, but the best thing we could do at the time was give them um, comp copies of the book. So yeah. that everyone gets, everyone got three free copies of the book. Plus they got, they were able to buy extra ones at half price at right. the same price we'd sell it to retailers. So um, we had that um, on other ones, you know, like on future projects, you know, I'm able to pay, but I can pay maybe 
lower than what the normal rate would be. But again, they're getting comp copies plus a percentage of profits. Yeah. As something like that. So, but for something like that, I'm not really sure. I would just go and try it because I yeah. think you kind of be surprised how many people are down for stuff like that. Because, you know, um, I've said it on some other episodes, but I don't know if you would have heard them. But like basically, you know, my whole premise on this show, I'm just getting started. A lot of the people I know are just getting started. And, you know, those are some of the most interesting conversations you could have. So, you know, the premise mm -hmm. is to bring people on here to help them get a start, help me get a start. You know, people enjoy it, build a fan base, all that stuff. So, you know, if we did the contest, that would be like, you know, my offer to people, you know, like come yeah. in here, give me your name. We'll give them your contact info. You know, take part in this contest for a like a mm -hmm. drawing of a sloth. You know, so yeah, yeah, I think I'm gonna try that here at some point. But I just wanted to get your take on it. I don't want to, I don't want to do anything that's not right. You know, and when they yeah. said tech like, work, I wanted to kind of understand that a little bit. More. Yeah, and it, it's like I said, it's a hard topic to to maneuver because, and again, it goes back to another conversation I was having recently. I don't remember with who, but um, like a lot of comics people don't like when people say, oh, you know, I'll pay you an exposure because right. like, really, you know, I just spent hours making this artwork. I need more than just exposure. I yeah. want something that I can actually use. But I also don't, I think that the part of the problem with that is that um, we kind of discount how important exposure is as well. I right. still think that people need to be paid what they deserve, but I do think that exposure is a little bit in a way undervalued that's just my opinion to some people especially in the comics community that might be slightly controversial but um you know I, that's, that's kind of how i feel about it well, I mean, and that's i mean that's how i think too i mean I, I don't see how that would be i don't i don't understand how they wouldn't think that way because you know just mm -hmm. like anything i mean the more people to put eyes on something the better chance you have of people yeah. liking it and somewhere mm -hmm. yeah I, I just think it's a good opportunity mm -hmm. for people if they wanted to. For sure. And especially it's it's just a good way to get, you know, fan involvement and to exactly. get people who are fan who are into what you do to yeah. um, be involved in your thing. And the fact that they could have, you know, opportunity from it and even, mm -hmm. you know, come on the show and talk or whatever, you yeah. know, just just opportunity. But hey, everybody will try. We'll try some yeah. things. Um so what uh what's your favorite book that you've uh had a part in like or maybe your most popular book what what has been your most successful thing you've done thus far with foreign press um i think probably the one i'm most um proud of and the thing that has done the has had the most success just because you know it was through a kickstarter because the one of the ones i'm most proud of is my book valkyrian because that's the one that at convention sells the best it's okay. the one that I kind of, it's the first book I did digitally. It's like one that I'm, I'm really proud of because the first book I did, I wasn't a fan of the lettering. So um, I hope that doesn't make too much noise. Um, it's Fletcher Cross, which um, the only reason I have this is because it's actually not the real copy. It's just a proof. It's, okay. So that means it's the, it's the one we had to make sure everything was done correctly. And you can kind of tell that it wasn't. There's a little white border around the whole thing. But um, yeah, Fletcher Cross is, is the book that we did on Kickstarter. We tried it on Kickstarter in... 2021 and then um wait so yeah, Mike, just to pause you there kickstarter i just learned about that too so basically kickstarter is something kind of similar to what we're talking about in a way but so basically you ask for people to donate to the book to mm -hmm. complete the book and then once the book's completed they get 
copies of the books or something, right? Yeah. There's okay. there's different ways you can do Kickstarter. Um, some people have done it. Kind of the best way is to do it um, after the book has already been made, or at okay. least the work's done. That's what we did. We had all the artwork for Fletcher Cross done, and then the money was basically just to print it and ship it. Yeah. And um, we had different rewards, like for at one reward tier, you get a backup story in a foreign press book. In another tier, you got an ad on my podcast. Another one, you got your comic edited by me and Derek, who are both the editors of this book. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's different ones. We had a tier for retailers, everything like that, different art prints and a whole bunch of stuff. But um, yeah, so Kickstarter is, we did it in 2021, weren't successful, tried it again just this past um, June, and we got it done. We got the funding we needed. And so, that one just because we probably started that in i don't know probably december of 2020 january 2021 and so it's been in the grand scheme of things it hasn't been that long especially compared to a lot of other comics but in terms of you know just it feels like it's been a while especially because we had that first one that wasn't successful so um you know i'm really proud of it we had we raised i think twenty seven hundred dollars and um a little bit more than twenty seven hundred and then i don't know we have 28 different creators in this um and i just i'm really proud of it we we did something new with the with the format it's it's an anthology which for anybody who isn't aware an anthology is just like a collection of short stories but it's a fletcher cross is a narrative anthology which means that um the book is designed to be read cover to cover um like you could read each story and get the point, but if you read from page one to page 100 and whatever it is, 110, 120, you would get a complete story about our original character, Fletcher Cross. And so, like I said, it tells a complete story from beginning to end, which is something that I hadn't seen before. And so I'm just really proud of how it turned out and the fact that we finally, after a long, long hard fought battle we finally got it made so so like creations like how do you actually two questions i better say them both so i don't forget so how long does it take you to do one page of artwork lettering you know uh, coloring if you do it yourself like how long does one page take and then the other question is um like your ideas like do you write them down do you give yourself messages on your phone do you start jotting them down right away like what's your uh what's your route to get your ideas for like all these okay. different anthology yeah options um I'll, start, I'll answer your questions in order um the first one um as far as how long it takes it's difficult to say because the way that most people do comics the way i do comics is you know i'll like letter i'll pencil all my pages and then i'll ink all my pages and then i'll letter all my pages but yeah. i mean if i if i were to do you know try to just get one page done. I think I could probably do it in um, like no breaks. So I just force myself to sit down probably in, uh, well, okay. If I include coloring in there, probably five or six hours. See that's, And it depends that's, again, if it's digital or, or traditional. Yeah. That, so it just shows you to write like one book would be time consuming. Yeah. And that's, and I tend, and I will say, if any other comics or people or artists are listening to this, I tend to rush 
yeah. that can probably be seen in my artwork if i'm being honest i've been right that's been one of the criticisms that i've received uh rather recently as a matter of fact from my girlfriend so that was fun <laughs> um it's fine i asked her for it i said be be brutally honest tell me what, what yeah. i do wrong she's like you, you rush too much which i i knew it's just hard to i don't know how to force myself to slow down anyway um but um like so a whole book can take me um i don't know a few months if i'm being honest yeah, just I because mean, i try not to overwork myself and you know i tend to do things at multiple stages and have a lot of things going at once but if i were to focus solely on one book and make myself do that like on top of my day job i think i could probably do it about but yeah it's, a month, it's two months yeah, but definitely. you know if i didn't have a job or if you know no. did it just during the summer break or something I could yeah. probably get it done, and if I really, really push myself, I'd probably do one in, I don't know, I'm not still don't probably put, close to a month. Timeline. You're just going to get yourself in trouble. You're right, don't yeah. <laughs> um, but to answer your other question, um, I've kind of done things in different ways throughout um, my, um, I, yeah, I still do things in different ways throughout my writing career, right. I guess you could say. Um, for a while, I um, wrote them all in index cards, and my plan was to... Um, just um i was gonna my plan what i was gonna do is build like like an old-fashioned recipe box yeah and just like have it so i could flip through them whenever i needed an idea or something um Actually, i like up, that idea that's a good idea I yeah i still like it but i ended up kind of getting rid of it um okay. and i lost most of the cards are you i used <laughs> several of them but um like one of them just had the word valkyrian on it which i obviously used um another one had an idea that i scrapped because i i would got like probably 14 pages in and hated it what um, i do i do like uh i learned it in six sigma i think it's like little uh webs i guess i call them i don't know what the real word is but like you have a, the main topic yeah and then you branch out and then yeah. that branch out like that's yeah uh, the, a, yeah um, a story a story web or story map yeah. Like um, yeah i'm trying to think of my um my teacher term teacher words um yeah. but yeah now usually i'll just open like a google doc and um type in like the whatever the idea is for that story. Um, like I just did one the other day that was, um, uh, it, uh, I, let me go look and see if I wrote it down. Um, no, that's the wrong Google drive. I won't worry about it, but, um, it was just, um, like I just wrote down 1950s, uh, businessman gets, um, with prosthetic lens or something like that. Yeah. And then, and so, you can build a whole episode or not even that just like i i mean you're right but like uh, even if you or someone else might not know what that means just yeah. that sentence will get my mind jogging enough to be like okay i remember what that was that's going to be about xyz and i can yeah write it from there and so usually that or i'll put it on my phone i guess i don't really have a central place for all of it it just kind of ends up wherever it ends up and it usually is like you said out. i mean you could just be looking for one idea and you flip through and you find one and yeah exactly that. but then you know you find another one you find another one you don't know which one to do that's yeah tough. <laughs> um well cool uh that yeah I, I loved hearing about that um you know i wish you the best of luck with that i hope you get some potentially you know people see this and get on your platform or however they find it but yeah. it sounds like you got some pretty cool things going on over at foreign press comics i do have to say um so again you know that's that's where to find him i'll let him shout it out one more time before the end of the show to anyone listening but uh you know from here we're just going to do our normal thing and just go anywhere else uh, 
so you told me you cooked and you were into fitness, so I'm going to make you do both here, right? Okay. Okay. Um, I'm trying to start working out, and I'm, I'm not doing great. Is, is fitness something like you're good at staying in shape? I mean, I think I'm pretty good at staying in shape. My dad's a, a PE teacher and a coach. So okay. um, I kind of grew up, I grew up active and then, you know, always playing sports. And then in high school, when we got into weightlifting, you know, he was yeah. obviously into that too. He that's kind of when he was actually really, he obviously was into it, but like, that's when he really started to get into like looking at the science of it. And he was going to get his um, uh, thing from the National Strength Conditioning whatever they're called association to be a certified strength conditioning specialist, which for a while, that's what I was going to do. I was going to be a personal trainer or some kind of strength coach. My yeah. first, I went my first two years of college were to get a degree in kinesiology. So, um, yeah, I guess Almost. you could say I, I, I am in, I like fitness. I, you know, stay pretty good at staying in shape. I lift weights about three times a week. Um, and then lately I've been running about another three times a week. My current goal is to, I'm only, I'm 25, about to be 26 in December. Uh, my current goal is to run a marathon by the time I'm 30. So yeah. we'll see hey. how that goes. But, um, you know, so, yeah, I, I try to do a variety of things. I've tried multiple different types of workouts over the years. But, yeah. So I guess here's how you can help me. So, okay. you know, I'm, I'm mid-30s. Uh, I've never, uh, you know, I'm lucky I have a good metabolism or whatever. But I've always been skinny. Um, never worked out, really. Just couldn't get into it. I play yeah. sports, but I've never went to the gym. And now here we are, and I'm just starting to gain weight. And I just, I can't do it. So, like, how many days a week do I need to start at? Like, three um, days a week? I mean, I mean, yeah, probably I'd say three days a week is probably the good thing. Um, and the thing yeah. that, you know, you're mostly going to see and the thing that people don't like to hear, including myself, is that 99% of, or I don't know about 99, probably 90% of working out is your diet. Yeah. Um, because... What? That's perfect too, because my diet's terrible. I mean, like, like what's the easiest way to uh, better your diet? Like, what sort of one change would you say would be the best thing I could do to help myself? Um, or the short answer, short answer is portion control. I don't know if you want me to, if I'm allowed to get too into details or anything, but um, you're a lot. No, this show is also it's not only for audience but it's to help me okay and i know it would probably help the audience so yeah okay. teach me about so i don't know what all you know but I don't um know <laughs> okay so um kind of the general principle is and this is not a hundred percent true because you get into things like macronutrients and things that i don't really understand but yes, um folks kyler is not a licensed <laughs> i am not a dietitian i'm not a strength coach right. of any kind this um is I, comedy yeah, only. I'm, I'm someone who's a fan and Exactly. He said for comedy only. Yep. Um, the easiest thing, the most super basic way to understand is calories in, calories out. So okay. if you want to lose weight, you need to be burning more calories than you are bringing in. So you need to be using more calories. And we, another thing people need to remember is that you are also burning calories every time you sleep. Um, you know, you're burning a lot of calories just living throughout the day. You're burning calories. Okay. And so calories so in other words if you want to lose weight you need to eat less than you burn or so, burn more than you eat just to pause you there so i understand how to fix myself if i were to like buy say like an apple watch would that tell me how many calories i burn i don't know how accurate i don't i don't know i don't know for sure the accuracy of 
things like that. Okay. I don't so like. How do, how do you know how many calories you burn then? I guess. How do I you don't know? know? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how many calories you burn. The only thing I can say is you, I can tell you, you can figure out pretty easily about how many calories you take in. Um, that you can so you're going to limit your calorie intake is the way. Yeah. Um, okay. My there's an app called My Fitness Pal that um, it's I did it for a while in college and then I just got tired of it because it's a pain. Yeah. But for people who are really looking into that kind of stuff, that's a really helpful thing because you can put in like very specific foods. You can be like oatmeal cookie because I remember like, you know, I would do it in the cafeteria at college and I'd be like oatmeal cookie two, and it would tell you, you know, 400 calories. It'll t do all the math for you. And so if you really stick, keep up with that or like, you know, even if you don't want to do it for long term, you can do it for, you know, a Pause month or it. two. Pause and you give me that uh, app. That's our unofficial sponsor since we don't okay. have sponsors yet. Give me that app. Um, I'm gonna double check the name. I think it's My Fitness Pal. Okay. Oops, I spelled that wrong. Yeah. See, I and then maybe one day the My Fitness Pal company will come here and be like, "Hey, we'll sponsor you." Yeah, My <laughs> Fitness Pal is is the one. Um, but yeah, so I think kind of the best thing to do if you were to do My Fitness Pal is just to eat what you would normally eat for about, you know, and keep track of it for, I don't know, three or four weeks a month. And then kind of look at, okay, on average, every day, I'm usually eating about this much. Yep. And then kind of the way my dad always described it, because like I said, he is a PE teacher and taught PE for years is he's the perfect person to tell you. about. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess, like I said, he's not registered or anything either, but he knows enough. He had the right but back. That, the best thing to do is not to go on any crazy diet or anything. It's just like how he always phrased it was like, instead of two scoops of mashed potatoes, have one scoop of mashed potatoes. Yeah. Instead of That's two perfect. cookies, have one cookie. You know, just, to, or not even, you know, two, just make your portions a little bit smaller and work out a little bit more. And, you know, hopefully that'll get the process started. And then if you're still not seeing results, then continue that maybe like okay instead of one and a half i gotta have just one cookie you know instead of i maybe i gotta change it from you know uh you know maybe i gotta change something else you know lower my calories a little more See, maybe i gotta stop eating and stop drinking a pop every day you know kyler like is on here giving us lessons we can all <laughs> use so thank you for I coming so. on not only is he giving us fitness tips but also he's got his foreign press comics so I mean, there's got to be some good stories in there, everybody. If he's such a stand-up guy like he has given us life lessons. We do have a food anthology coming next year, a cookbook. So, yeah, it'll be fun. You do? That's, yeah. that's pretty cool. So we talk cookbook on here, too. Like, I'll, I ask, like, almost every one of my guests, I say, if I ever put together the lewd cookbook, like, what's your one recipe you want to put in there? So, like, what's your, what's your favorite go-to recipe that you make that – like if it was ever in a cookbook, you'd be like, yep, that's the one I'm putting in there. Um, I mean, it's pretty basic, but um, carbonara, okay. it's not that hard. But like if I I pretty much can make it, I've made it, you know, I made it a few times and it kind of didn't turn out right. The eggs kind of scrambled. But yep. after, you know, probably three or four times, I pretty much I got it down now. And like it okay. never it never disappoints me. So, you know, I'm always like, that's, that's I, it. I like that. I've ordered that before and I've enjoyed it. What, what's in it though? Cause I didn't even, um, it's pretty easy. It's, um, uh, usually bacon or like technically guanciale, but, um, bacon is usually something, but you usually like you cook bacon yeah. and then it's got some it. like a yeah. custard with, um, 
like basically egg yolks and Parmesan and things like that. And then it's kind of just basically cooked with the noodles. Um, yeah. The best thing I saw, the one thing that I learned recently for it is, um, and this sounds weird, but it works. Um, you put like all the egg yolks and everything, instead of cooking it all in the, in the pan, you put and wh or whisking it yourself, put it all in the blender. And then when you cook the bacon, instead of pouring all the bacon fat into the eggs and stuff and the cheese, yeah. put the actual, this is, I got this from the YouTube channel, Binging with Babish. Okay. Um, he put the bacon in the blender. And so it got all blended up into the sauce. So there weren't like chunks of bacon in it. But it still had the same taste to it, and that was, I like that was I that like that 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 was a game changer for me. You get yeah, you get the taste of bacon in every single bite, exactly, in every bite, and that that was that. Like I said, I've done that like the last two times, and that that made I'm, it for me. Did you ever? Uh, I think what I do in that situation is I'd maybe leave just a few of the pieces crispy, and then the rest of it I there put in. Go. That way, I still get a crispy piece here and there. Yeah, that, that that's a good idea. There you go. <laughs> that sounds awesome, though. Yeah, I, hey. I will say, Kyler, with your authorization, if I ever do it, that one's going to make it in there. Okay. That, All right. I love, I love making us so hungry when we leave here. We just have to go yeah. eat something unhealthy. Oh, yeah. I know that's what I'm going to do right now, just thinking about that carbonara. So Yeah, I'll find something to eat. God, I love, I love just making everybody want to go eat after these when we do them later. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was fun. That's, that's our normal uh, food talk of the, of the evening. Um, so are you into um, – Another thing we talk about a lot is like uh, movies, TV. Have, is yeah, there anything yeah. like you enjoyed lately or you'd like to say was something good? Or I'd love for somebody to come on and say something that was really bad. I'd like that too. Um, I can't think of anything I watched recently that I didn't like. Um, <laughs> I, I, and this, I don't know, this is probably blasphemous to someone. Um, I didn't. Okay, before I, you say that. You said that like people think it's blasphemous, and I just want everyone to know, like on this channel, it's in very small print, the beginning of the show. But please, anyone listening, we're not saying anything that we would think is meant to offend you. Or... Yeah, <laughs> that's what worries me about these podcasts, is because mm -hmm. you know if you say one thing and it means nothing to you, there's somebody out there that that yeah. means something to. It's no, exactly. we're not. We're not trying to do anything bad here. So yeah, go ahead and tell me, but just want to get that out there. Just do, to my taste. Um, I could not get into House of the Dragon or okay. Andor. I watched, admittedly, I watched probably half of the first episode of both of those. And I've heard for Andor, at least it, like after the third episode is when it gets like good. But I watched like probably over, over I'd say over half of the first of both of those. And I just couldn't, couldn't do it. I'll say this. <clears throat> I haven't seen either either. And this, this channel is about opinions. Everyone's allowed to have their own opinion. Andor, I haven't seen, but I would watch it. I don't know that I'd like it, but that's something I would watch. The House of the Dragon one, though, I just I cannot get into that genre or yeah. you know that no, series. I, I can't, yeah. can't do it. I'm with you. I it took me a long time to get into Game of Thrones in general, but yeah. I finally I, I was one of those people like there was like the fourth season of the show, and I was like I'm gonna be cool. I'm gonna read the books first. So I read all the books and then caught up, and I was like, well, shoot, now I gotta go back and watch the show because he's not making any more books. You're like one of my kids, man. They read all the Harry Potter books before they could watch the movies. They well, that's what my mom made me do. She made, or I, I mean, I did that mostly because the movies hadn't come out by the time yeah. I watched them. But um, or the books, the movie, I the movies hadn't come out by the time I read the books. Anyway, right. um, so yeah, fantasy is just a hard thing for me to get into, and or I couldn't. I, it's hard for me to force myself to watch because I'm just 
I'm kind of I'm a big time Star Wars fatigue. So especially, go ahead. What's a fatigue? What's that mean? Fatigue? Yeah. Like I'm just bored, tired, oh, yeah, exhausted that's, that's, of it. That's what happens. Well, I was never really that big into it, but that's where I'm at with it now. Like there yeah. were people I thought were okay, but it's like, I mean, how many I mean, of them can I put out now? I know? think it's. I mean, I think it's. You know, one. I think they're making a lot of it, but. You know, a lot of the Marvel stuff I'm still into. That might be just because I'm a bigger comics person than a Star Wars person. But yeah, I, think. I think a big part of it is just that with Star Wars, they're very um, – all. I know you said you're not – I haven't always been a huge fan of that. But, um, you know, the newer – all the shows that they've come out with recently have all been set – taken place prior to any of the new movies that came out. So they've okay. all been like – like the Mandalorian and stuff, that's all after Return of the Jedi that came out in like the 80s. That's and what then, I um, piece it all together because I'm not familiar yeah. enough with it, you know? Like, yeah, and then like the um, like the Andor show, like that's in between, that's before A New Hope that came out in the first movie that came out in 75 or whatever. Andor, was that the Ewoks? Endor. Endor is the Ewok planet. Wait. So it's not the same one. Yeah. one no, Andor is, Andor is a guy. He's, um, did you oh, see okay. Rogue One? I, I, uh, okay, I'm, I, I'm, I was thinking it was on the Ewok planet, so no. now I probably wouldn't watch it. No, and Andor's um, the the movie Rogue One that came out, which is a okay. really good movie. But, well, I say it's a good movie. I fell asleep in the first half. The second half of the movie is awesome. Is it first that, half was boring? But. Is it that uh, Diego actor guy? Is that the yeah, character? yeah, 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 Diego Luna. Um, yeah. Anyway, the movie, the show just takes place in a time period of Star Wars that like we've seen enough of in my opinion that like you know they need to move forward because i will that's the good thing about marvel that I, re, I think one of the reasons i'm not as tired of marvel is that marvel's at least continuing their story and not just telling oh look here's what happened before iron man here's what happened way yes, back when it's continuing and so it needs to continue and star wars isn't continuing it's just staying the same thing with for nostalgia and for money purposes which is boring so this this series and that's like the same for me as like movies. Like I can't follow things like that, even in movies where they jump different eras. Yeah. Like if they go future, past, future, past. Like yeah. I can't follow what's going on. My brain just doesn't work like that for some reason. I don't understand it. I mean, but I can I, follow it. I just don't like it because I don't know. I feel like prequels are hard to do because a lot of the tension is gone. Yeah. Like you know, I know what's going to happen. I know right. that this character is going to survive because he has to be in whatever happens next. Yeah. And so I'm like, this is, it's kind of the whole thing with the Marvel stuff. Like, okay. Cause they announce all this stuff beforehand, you know, like years and years yeah. in advance. Okay. Well, I can basically sort of semi predict what's going to happen now because you've told me your next 12 movies. So, so like, here's I'm like question yeah. for you. Um, since I don't really follow the comics, all the Marvel stuff, like, you know, when I see it from the outside, I just see, like, they're just coming up with crap out of left field. Mm -hmm. Does it all follow the storyline of the comics? No. Um, oh. It's I all, I mean, it's all one of those things, like, it's all based in a comic, like, Civil War was a comic. And I'm okay. going to spoil Civil War, the movie. Um, did you, have you seen Captain America Civil War? Go ahead. I'm not. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm not. Um, it's the one where Captain America fights Iron Man. And okay. it's based on a comic, which is, which was based on the idea that, you know, superheroes have to register with the government now. 
and it because of this big thing that happened and okay and then it results in a group of superheroes siding with iron man a group side with cats america they fight each other blah, blah blah and so the movie is still called civil war and they still have the concept of there's a team iron man and a team captain america but okay. it's not the I, same it's there's a lot the impetus for the conflict is different um same with age of ultron like it's the same in name only pretty much okay. and so it's not it's all kind of inspired by the comics but nothing has actually been based on this is so this all, specific comic run basically the same thing that happens probably in your office and like here at the office at, at lewd you know we go into the think tank we know that we want to talk about blank and then we just come up with all kinds of other crap about blank right yeah kind of and it's it's a little bit different because you know they have a general blueprint like they know okay thanos is a guy who wants to collect infinity stones yeah but how they get there and what they do is like they know they the beginning they know the the background and then the yeah exactly and they just kind of and they do drift off a little bit in the ending here and there like um they changed up the new in shang chi the new movie that came, that came came out last year but in shang chi like in the comics he has nothing to do with the ten rings or anything like or any magical stuff really at all he's kind of just a martial artist and they've taken liberties with him to make him fit their whole narrative See, but um yeah, it's all just kind of that gives me a different outlook on it. So I'll yeah. be honest with you. I my kids watch those movies, but I never pay attention to them just because yeah. I always thought I had to like kind of follow along to know what's going on. But like to know that I can just kind of jump into one, not know anything and just roll with it. Right. From yeah, I mean, for the most part. Yeah. The movies you I mean, you kind of need to know what's gone on in the movies, but with the way media is now, you can pretty much find that pretty easy online. Like, you know, okay. pretty much everybody on YouTube or, you know, somewhere has an article so you or just you need a basic backstory yeah. and then you kind of but catch up. i mean the comics i will say the comics are kind of a detriment in a way because like i know that they just dropped the ant-man trailer like <laughs> yesterday and so i know like okay i know that the bad guy in ant-man's king and i know he's a time traveler and i know that um they announced that the movie's called king they i have enough background knowledge that i can kind of fill in the blanks yeah but which again is kind of to my detriment, I think. But so I kind of am envious of people like, um, you know, you or I mean, I know you said you don't really care that much, but like people who don't have that prior knowledge because they can go in and yeah. not have any idea what to expect. They're just yeah. here for a fun time. But, you know, like one of my friends, she has no idea what's going on, but she loves it, loves the <laughs> movies. But I mean, I, mean I, I have to think that almost anything you see at the movies is good, though, just because of the sound and the, you know, the experience. Are you, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, you see something there, it's way better than seeing it at home, is what I'm saying. I, like, I think so, yeah, for the most part. At least, like, the big blockbuster things are. You know, like, your Fast and Furious's, um, Dune, yeah. um, things like that that are big yeah, cinematic things. Now, yeah, you like, need to see them in the theater. Dune was but... a good one, because I saw all the hype for Dune, and I watched it. I'm just like, what the hell was, like, nothing really yeah i don't i don't really get dune dune's one like it's you know it's one of those like classic sci-fi novels yeah like i'm been wanting i've wanted to read but every time i look at it i'm like it's a it's a big book and i could watch the movie and so i watched the movie and i watched it on um i had just luckily i just bought a new tv it was a pretty pretty big tv because before i was working with one that my parents had given me when i went to college so it was like you know like 30 inches or something and so i finally was like bought my first big boy tv um and so i got to watch dune on that so at least it was better than the little screen but it's still i was like this is the movie that needs to be in a theater yeah but 
exactly. it's just but you know there's a lot of like the lower key stuff like a lot of comedies and things like that that i'm like this is fine watching at home like i don't need to it's very rare for me to see a movie that i'm like oh i have to see that in the theater well i will like, say um the one i talked about in the last episode but i'll say it again because my wife and i loved it uh we saw nope have you seen that no i'm not Okay, so I'm not like big into those movies, but you know, I went to the movie theater and saw it. And I saw that movie in the movie theater. I thought it was great. I thought it was like the best movie I'd seen in a long time. But I thought it was like the movie theater experience. Yeah. But I will say on that movie, I watched it at home and it, it was almost as good. So there you go. I think that was a good movie. I mean, part of what I don't like about the movie experience is like, especially when it comes to the Marvel movies and things like that, is yeah. I. I'm not, at least with the Marvel stuff, I'm not a big fan of, like, how comedic some of it is. And so mm-hmm. I just really get annoyed when everybody, like, laughs at the dumb joke or, like, <laughs> the thing that's, like... And, like, I'm, I am I agree things can be funny, but, like, there's some things that are just kind of dumb or, like, you can tell it's, like, it feels very forced to me. Well, I'm just, like, I don't get it. Or, like, I really hate... I really, I'm sorry, but um, I really well, hate when people right. clap in movies. Yeah. Um, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. That ruined almost ruined Endgame for me. Um, yeah. When Spider-Man showed up, everybody in my theater went, what? Everybody's clapping when Captain yeah. America gets there. What? Clapping and freaking out. And I'm just like, shut up. Just let me sit here and cry because I'm overjoyed <laughs> that Spider-Man's in, you know, and like, I don't know. It just, I just don't, I don't know. I think I like about being at home is I can sit there and just enjoy it on my own without yeah. having to worry about these other people's. And I feel bad because I'm, you know, crashing on their party. And raining on their parade for wanting to just enjoy something right but i'm also like i want to you know i want to i i don't know my enjoyment is predicated on other people sitting silently in a movie theater and making no emotion so i don't well, know if that's i'm the same way man i'm the same way because the other day i found myself thinking there was like two or three people behind us and they wouldn't stop moving and dropping shit yeah and talking and like i, I i'm <laughs> like it took all i had not to just be like come on now jesus Shut yeah, up, I, I did. Know? I did do that one time, to, and like when Thor Ragnarok came out, I turned around and told some high school to shut the hell up. Um, and I regret. I think part of me did it because I was with my friends, and I was like, "Think and my, my girlfriend." So I think I wanted to show off my girlfriend at the time, and so I was like, "I got. I'm going to be big until these kids." Also, I mean, I was genuinely annoyed by them, but yeah. um, and they did shut up. But I turned. I was like, "Will you guys shut the hell up?" Or I. Did, I don't know if I said it to them. Anyway, whatever I did, I said something, and my friends were just kind of like. <laughs> looking at me like are you good and i was like yeah i'm sorry, I'm just, I'm sorry. yeah and then luckily yeah. i didn't but yeah i mean i i, 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 I honestly regret it but no, <laughs> it is what it is i did it have you ever had uh, so like i mean if you don't want to talk about this you don't have to but have you ever had outbursts like that like you know how like there's road rage and there's yeah like i i um I haven't either, but like I, there's moments where I'm just like, you know, thank God I didn't say anything, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I, I, uh, I can tell you a story that I've told on the show before. Probably nobody heard it cause it's a new show. So listen to this one. I was at a grocery store checking out and my wife had me buy her a big chocolate bar. Um, and this is the closest I've ever came to like coming in a fight with just a random person. Yeah. yeah. So it's a chocolate bar. I had to go the whole way to the store and get her for like s'mores, but she needed this special chocolate. And I get it and I'm checking out and he's asking me all these stupid questions and it's just like, whatever, you know, small talk. Okay. He's trying. And then he gets to my candy bar and he looks it up and he, he looks at it. He's like chocolate. I hate chocolate. And he breaks the candy bar and throws it my back. 
and I had my kids with me and I just stared at him. I was moments away from going absolutely crazy in the middle of the store. I couldn't believe I, I, he just did that. I couldn't handle it. It took I all I had because I had two kids there just looking yeah. at this. They saw the whole thing too. That we got out of there like, what just happened? I'm like, he broke our chocolate. Bar. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's the thing about like being a teacher. I mentioned that earlier. Like, so yeah. we had parent teacher conferences last week and, um, I'm not going to say any details, but yeah, um, every once in a while, you just get sitting, talking on the phone to a parent or, you know, just sitting across from one or other, another teacher or just a student where the yeah. thing about being a teacher is you can't show any kind of emotion like that. Yeah. Whether yep. it's with a parent, another teacher, a student, anything, you just got to sit there and be like, so listen, I'm going to save you. Okay. I'm going to stop you right now. Yeah. Don't say anything about your students, your parents. Oh, but no, I'm, I wasn't going to say anything in particular, but just, no, I just, there are plenty of times you have to bite your tongue. So I'm, I'm just going to say it for you. I've got four kids. I coach teams. Kids are a pain in the ass. <laughs> They're never not going to be. I mean, you got to love them, but God, they make you go. They, I oh, lost yeah. Erica's kids, I swear. I'm going to blame it for that. Probably not true, but I'm going to say it was the kids. That's fine. I, I give you all the respect in the world for being a teacher because right, sure. I'm not quite sure how you how you handle what, uh, if you don't mind, like what age gap are you? Like um, elementary teaching fifth grade science. Okay, so I have a sixth grader. Oh yeah, I know what you're. Yeah, no, I, I taught sixth grade one day for my student teaching. They needed a sub, and so I had to go up there for not even a whole day, just for one hour. And I was like, I'm good. Yeah, that's it. That's all sixth grade I can do. I'm, I'll just never do it again. And yeah. fifth grade is about the highest I'll, I'll do. The only reason I really took it is because it was in my hometown, and I wanted to try something new. Um, I haven't hated it. But as it's been my favorite grade of the grades I've taught, so yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I remember fifth grade. I, I thought I was pretty. Oh our, yeah. Our kids were good in fifth grade. I mean, I don't. I don't think it's a bad age. I think no. Even tougher than that, probably would be like the kindergarten first first grade. Because boy, I don't know how they do that one. I don't know because first grade for me, like or anything lower, like third grade or below, mm -hmm. they'll at least in my experience. Me, I, I from what I've heard, it has a lot to do with being a male. Okay. Um, but they'll listen to me. Especially really? if I raise my voice, they'll listen. God. They'll get they they get they get scared. For a like lot a, of them. Well, there's several yeah, yeah. Won't, but they I'm kind of like I've made like my third grade class that I taught a couple years ago. The one or two times I had to really raise my voice on them, they 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 got real quiet. They See, got real quiet real fast. You must command respect because I coach a five-year-old t-ball team right now and not a damn one of them will listen to anything we say none of the it's different it's different when you're on a playground or in a gym or anything like that it changes but when i'm in a classroom in a school building they'll yeah. listen like okay. i had to do like the bus lines and i would if i if i raise my voice the right way i could get everybody quiet in that hall i could get them not moving for the most so, part here's what i'm gonna i'm gonna uh take it to like the baseball federation next year i'm gonna say i want practices directly after the school bell rings right by the school so they still think they're kind of in school and they have to listen maybe that might, that might work yeah oh gosh all right man well hey uh i think we're gonna wrap it up here kyler i really appreciate you coming on um go ahead and give all your platforms and uh your work and stuff one more shout out go ahead and take as long as you need i appreciate you coming on i had a great time you know hope to hear more from you and uh after you finish up i'll i'll finish up my thing okay okay sounds good um 
you know, you can always find Forum Press Comics at F Press Comics on Twitter. That's the main place where I'm the most active. Um, or forumpresscomics.com. That's where you can find all of our books. You can hear about everything new we have coming up. Sign up for our email list. Um, we have a few new comics coming out soon. Um, and I guess I'll announce it for the first time here. Um, we have uh, our outlaw, our our webcomic Outlaw Country is coming back. It's a crime comic set in Oklahoma inspired by my um, love of country music. Cool. Um, that's it's the third issue is coming out, and I'll get the revamped first two issues. Um, it's gonna be a, they're available for free online. Um, also in January, this is the new thing. We'll be having a weekly comic strip um, called um, Peter the Fistronaut. It's Star Trek: The Original Series meets Calvin and Hobbes. Um, okay. That'll be like I said. That'll be weekly, all black and white, um, all hand drawn, hand lettered by me. Um, that's the only two things I'm really gonna announce at this time. We got plenty of other things coming out next year, like I mentioned, the cookbook, things like that. But and then yeah, the other only other thing is on our you find our podcast at um, on just look up Comics Unscripted on wherever you look up um, look up uh, podcasts, and okay. we mostly interview comic creators. But it's honestly, I think for a lot of people who create or write, I think there's some value in it for anybody. So, well, I mean, yeah. I'll offer myself up. If you, if you think I'd be any good on there, I'm willing to partake because you were a great example of what I want on the show tonight. So for you, I'll, I'll let you stick around for my goodbye. So right. for you in the audience, like, I think you kind of saw it here. Like, like I said, it's like a one hour car drive or a one hour lunch break with like a work employee. You don't really know. Mm -hmm. So like we start our conversation, we talked about your, uh, your work and your business and then by the time we're done we're laughing having you know fun and that's kind of like i think about it like a one-hour car ride like you yeah. know you're just gonna you know have that small talk you just have to have because we're on here we have to talk and then by the end of it hey you're laughing and having some fun with yeah so that's that's what lude presents rabbit holes is all about and anything that really comes from it like i said hopefully down the road if we do anything with artwork you know and and uh you know, we can involve you and get you some promotion out of it or whatever. We'll do that. Okay. So I appreciate it. And uh, again, Lude presents rabbit holes. It's the, it's the one hour car ride with that guy. You don't know, but by the time the car rides over, you're having a good laugh. Something like that sounds a little creepy, but maybe we'll leave it. Yeah. Kyler audience. Thank you very much. That was rabbit holes. Thanks. Hold my